the Cersei and Croissants podcast. I'm your host, Jimbo, and today I'm here with two lovely people. My name's Carl. My name's Archimedes. And uh, we'll be discussing um, Madeline Miller's Cersei. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, where, are the, where are the discussion questions, Archimedes? Um. Do I need to pull them up? Okay, uh, this is a very bad podcast. It's our, our very first podcast. Woohoo! <laughs> I, uh, no, I, I have them. So the first, uh, one, so uh, the first uh, thing that uh, we found interesting was, uh, what are some differences between Deadless and Pacifay, and how is this shown in how they treat their families, and more specifically their children? Can I go first? Yeah. Okay. So, so um, I could. I was about to say Archimedes. <laughs> I can't. Um, Daedalus is like he's he's a he's one of the cool fathers. He likes takes his son around and like well, no, teaches him about the, like the only yeah pretty much <laughs> like teaches him to use the tools and stuff and like you know lets him do whatever and you know gives him like the the good night kiss. It's a ritual. Um, <laughs> and then you know, Pasiphae is like you can't go to the dancing circle. I forbid it. Ah. <laughs> and Pasiphae is also, um, uh, yeah, she's restrictive to Ariadne, but, she, mm-hmm. and I mean, it, it's not like it's not deserved for Minos, but she's still, she's manipulative mm-hmm. and uh, controlling to Minos. Yeah. And then she, she, she said all those, like, those weird things, like, in front of her literal child, and I was like, okay, wow, that's and great. I mean- even if it was Poseidon's fault, she did she did fall in love with a bull. Yeah, that that was a little. Yeah, that, that was, was that was a little weird. Yeah, people need to stop doing that, please. Yeah, it, it's getting old now. Mm-hmm. And um, another thing is, is like you know, another thing is that that list is like super cool, mm-hmm. and like you know, he cares about his children and he cares about his family, even though his wife died. Like, but like. Pacifae even like, set up that marriage. She yeah. was like, "I'm going to keep you here forever." Ha, 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 ha. She thinks he's weak and stupid, which I mean, he is. But like, <laughs> okay, you know, the point is that they have bad relationships. Mm-hmm. But then, like, Dadalus is like, you know, he's having a good time. Yeah, he's having Somewhat. a ball. Yeah, just um, like Freddie Mercury said. Okay, and uh, Dedal- uh So yeah, Dedalus is. Uh, I think we can all agree that Daedalus is better than Pasiphae, and mm-hmm. that, uh, and though we don't see much of Icarus, uh, Icarus seems relatively better adjusted than a lot. Than, well, I, I guess we don't really see a lot of that, but we see d- that Daedalus is vastly better at parenting in general. Absolutely, yeah, I mean, he like, even gives his like child like a goodnight kiss, and like even if like Icarus didn't, it's the ritual to like you know getting outside all that. Well, but like you know. He, he still had a good life. Mm-hmm. Until he, he died. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, uh, what's our next question? Well, the next question is on the same topic. How do you think Cersei uh, w- will be able to leave Daedalus while him and his son remain in ca- captivity while Cersei gets to go back to her beautiful island? I mean, they're both technically in captivity, but, like, you know, Cersei has much more freedom. Like collect herbs and stuff. Do magic. Yeah. Magic. Magic. Um, well we, we saw Cersei was like, I'm getting the next boat out of here. You guys don't want me here, so I'm just gonna go. 
bye. Yeah. And then she just kind of left, and Daedalus was like, "Okay, bye." <laughs> Cersei was like, "Before this happened, so like you know, give yeah. me some credit." Yeah. All right. yeah. How could she do that? Like, is she, like, heartless? Like, Dadless was such a nice guy, and she just left him and his son to die. Yeah, okay, but most guys... Well, I guess he, technically he didn't say he was a nice guy, so... He was we're literally all good. a nice guy. Yeah, he was... Hey, hey, hey Teddy, do the... Actually do, nice. Do the, ha- do the hat tip. Milady. <laughs> Beautiful. You couldn't see the hat tip, but it was glorious. <laughs> okay. Next question, please. So what does Cersei's conversations with Pasiphae reveal about the power structures of the Titans' gods and how it's impacting both of them? How do they deal with the issues in transic and immortal society? Well, Cersei deals with it by just trying to be, like, a people pleaser. And also not, like, interact with it in a way. Like, mm-hmm. you know, kind of just, kind like, of just escapism. Kind just be alive. Like, yeah. Leave. Relatable. <laughs> <laughs> and then Pasiphae is like, I'm gonna take out my anger on other people. <laughs> she does have uh, quite a bit of justified anger. I mean, That's she's true. still uh, she's still like uh, she's still like massively disadvantaged by the patriarchal society of the but gods. But also, she's a beautiful nymph with a husband who's extremely powerful that she basically has wrapped around her little finger. So, like, yeah. that's that's true. That is true. Also, let's go find a yeah. My name's Supreme. He's a man, no a man way. of man. No way. With a bowl, man. No. <laughs> Uh, do we want to move on to the next question? Uh, yeah, sure. Well, yeah, that sounds good. Or we can, we can do one more. Okay, so uh, how do we think Cersei's opinion of herself has changed over such a short time? Like, uh, uh, why, uh, well, why exactly do we think she started feeling so much better about herself without in the absence of anyone to support her? Like, how do you think she came to all these realizations? I think of- it's because there was no one to support her in the first place, exactly. really. Like, all the people that were around her were like, wow, you suck. Yeah, pretty much. You're a that was kind of that was kind of not cool. Yes. Like, and, and then I mean, she was on her that, own. Leaving and she, that atmosphere sorry. was like really good because it was like a really toxic place for her. So like, going to an island and escaping it all is like you know good in the long run. Mm-hmm. And then you know, she like discovered that she had the magic, and she was like, "Bro, no way! I can actually do cool stuff." And then the the Hermes was nice to her, I guess. You know, and she was like, "Wow." That's kind of cool. She got a better self-opinion, you know? Like, yeah. she like she was like, wow, I'm a, I'm a lady with a lion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, she still does uh, struggle with self-esteem issues, mm-hmm. like with the thing about her making Skeela and yeah. dooming a bunch of mortals to their deaths. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. All right. Yeah. Like, she... Like, she has a hard time dealing with her own mistakes, but generally it seems like she feels better about herself, and that's good, because she's one of the only people in this book who hasn't done much wrong. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, I suppose that's the wrap-up. Uh, this has been Jimbo. Um, I'm glad to have And this. Carl. And Archimedes. Yeah. And um, uh, thank you for listening to the Cersei and Croissants podcast, where we didn't have croissants because we ate the croissants before the meeting. I love croissants!